0: Episode 4-4. Four, four. Uh, let's see. Chuck Foreman.
1: I was going to say, if you were <laughs> stuck, I'm going with one of my favorite running backs of all time. That's Chuck why I Forman. came up
0: with it. Chuck Foreman, because I remember he used to be a Minnesota guy.
1: Yeah, yeah. and uh, That's
0: why I went. I was so afraid I was going to say George Foreman. <laughs> That's why I, I don't know if you noticed there was a slight delay before I said it. I had to recheck. <laughs> uh,
1: that was, you know, uh, quite a team Tarkington Ahmad Rashad Foreman and they had a tailback what was the tailback's name like McClanahan or McClendon or something like that and Foreman was the power back and then they had this tailback I don't think either one of those guys are HOF material no I don't think yeah
0: yeah probably I don't, I don't, not. maybe if know. they would
1: have won one of those four Super Bowls they lost yeah yeah maybe then yeah so
0: that's why I went with that if George Foreman would have blurted out, uh, we could have talked about <laughs> grilling burgers. <laughs> and that's okay, too. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. Episode 44. We're getting up there. And uh, Nobs was saying a couple minutes ago that uh, we were nearing an anniversary. or We're on an anniversary. Not, not quite. Not quite? Yeah.
1: Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yeah. We're nearing an anniversary on recording and then releasing a couple weeks After this. Not go live anniversary. Yeah. And I I think we have like two anniversaries to kind of, you know, figure out how we want to talk about it. Because like we could have our 50th episode. Mm -hmm. That that should be pretty big, right? I mean, especially as you look on all of the podcasts on the site. I, I mean... You have to give us kudos for tenacity. <laughs> <laughs> we're not giving up. We're, we're, not, we're not. But many people do after like six, eight episodes. You know, I, I, I hope that the, the body of work elevates our search algorithms, you know, and maybe that's why we're seeing a little tick up in listenership. Thank you all. But Yes, thank you. But, uh, you know, we're still not anywhere near where we would want to be. Um, but, you know, the body of work uh, ought, to, ought to say something. Well, I was hoping by now to walk away from my job, but <laughs> <laughs> you people haven't made it happen yet. <laughs> uh, we've had a few beers paid for. Yeah, you know, yeah that was yeah. That was one it's of the original true. goals. Not, and yeah. Not every day, but we've had a few. Guess you gotta take what you can get, right? Yeah. All
0: right. Uh, Nobs, anything to add?
2: No, I don't think so.
0: All right. Oh, it's well, I want to add something. Uh-oh. Welcome back to Blotto. Uh, oh, yeah. He wasn't with us last week. We had Cholito on as our guest, but we're happy to have
1: Blotto back in the
0: captain's chair over there. And-
1: well, I was in Philadelphia, and uh, for a family thing, uh, I learned a couple things. Uh, you know, Philadelphia is known as the city of brotherly love. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've always thought it was kind of like because it was, you know, sort of the epicenter of the. Uh, uh revolutionary uh you know movement um and then also i also think it kind of was almost tongue-in-cheek because this is the same city that throws snowballs at santa claus right and it's known for its kind of brashness but um uh, I, I i haven't fact checked this myself but the word philadelphia is like some uh, something closely resembling the german word for brotherly love
0: Oh. oh, really? So there,
1: there is something more to it
0: than just the idea. Yeah. I've been to Philadelphia, and I didn't get any warm, fuzzy feeling <laughs> from those people walking around the you know? streets. You know? uh, but we, my, I don't feel any love, put it
1: that way. Uh, my sibs and I, we did something uh, that apparently we did maybe when we were yay big. I was born in Philadelphia. Um, but uh, we took a little tour up to the top of City Hall. And the City Hall in Philadelphia is a pretty amazing building, and William Penn uh, is on the top of City Hall. Up until like the 1990s, it was a city ordinance that no building could be taller than William Penn. Um, since then, they have they now have some sky rises and and oh. things like that that are taller than maybe maybe six buildings or something that are taller than. Um, but I didn't know that you could go up. And you get up to, I guess you'd call it like a rotunda that he stands on, but you're 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 literally like right underneath the statue, and it's kind of glass and cage, and it's got a 360 view of the city, and it's really really cool. Um, for as many times as I've been to Philadelphia, even living there, uh, as as a child, uh, never did that, and my sibs never remember doing it, <laughs> and uh, we just we just thought it was the coolest thing ever. So. We were in the gift store and uh, my brother handed me something and I just sort of blew it off as a knickknack, right? He's like, oh, here, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, whatever. You know, like any other souvenir, right. like, why would I buy that, right? And then I started walking away and I thought, wait a minute, what, what typifies, what, what is the antithesis of Pottham's Up if it's not Ben Franklin drinking a beer? <laughs> oh <Nice>. sweet. <laughs> right? I mean, this is us, right? I yeah. mean and then uh hey, this is one of his uh quotes it says on there. It says uh, beer is living proof that God loves us and wants us to be happy. <laughs> ben, up. Pe- ben franklin And it's a it's a it's a magnet. Uh I put that on the boom, uh, and everyone heard boom. it. <laughs> and, uh, Still ringing, uh, and then it's got like a little wheel to it that makes his arm move up and down with the with the mug of beer. So I'll do a little video and 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 post it. But uh, at, at first I thought, yeah, why would I want that? And I thought that's perfect for pot himself. That's
0: very cool, right? Politics it. and nice. beer. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah. I thought it was a coaster at first until <clears throat> I saw the movement. Then I was like, ah. <laughs> Than the Magnet. Cool. Very nice. All right. Beers. Fred, what have you got? Where's my spectacles, as Ben Franklin would say? Uh, it was my week, and I ran across kind of a cool little find um, from Beards Brewery. Where are they? Muskegon? Petoskey. Petoskey, Michigan. Well, a uh,
2: brewed in Charlevoix is a pub in Petoskey. Oh. Ah, Yeah. Okay. Well, you might want to
0: take this since you know more about it.
2: Nod's a handoff. A handoff, okay. I only know a little bit because a few episodes ago, I mentioned going to the Port Hero Museum Hopstoberfest fundraiser, and Beard's Brewery was there. It was kind of their uh, distribution um, in that area-like event for them. So I've been trying to find Beard's Brewery since then, and I have not. In retail? Yes. So, you found them at your local establishment. So, what did I buy? This is Dee's Nuts. Dee's Nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Cute little squirrel. It's a brown ale, smooth, nutty, caramel flavors, and a medium body. Uh, Dee's Nuts Brown Ale has a hearty addition of oats balanced out by a subtle English varietal hops. Pairs perfectly with pumpkin pie, roast beef, changing leaves, and sweater weather. Aww
0: um that's all about us sweater <laughs> sweater weather, sweater weather. <laughs> mr rogers
1: oh yeah oh, well. timely
0: timely and what's the alcohol five nine five nine
1: that's nice that's that's a good comfort zone um poured very nice uh it, it is a, a like the color is certainly brown ale even kind of dark for a brown ale yes um, it's a very dark brown yeah um so and, I, and yeah, I I got a little head. It's 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 kind of uh, leveling off now. But the first pour, um, got a bit on there. What about the uh, aroma? Mmm, boy, it smells good. Yes, it do. I do. I love that caramel and maltiness. I thought, well, maybe not. But how come someone hasn't copyrighted these nuts? <laughs> Right, I mean, because it's been used for so many things. Uh-huh. Do you know? I, I'm pretty sure I know where it started. Okay. Um, somebody registered to run for president. Goes back before that. Oh, does it? Yes. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, there's a there's an internet video where. How do you guys know so much
0: about <laughs> this? I've never heard of it.
1: You've never heard of, of the term "d's nuts." <laughs> no, never heard of these nuts?
2: Not really. <laughs> This guy is, uh, he's just recording himself calling his friend, and he's like, oh, something came in the mail for you today. And the guy almost went like, oh, what is it? He's like, "D's nuts. <laughs> Got him! That's the origin? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the origin of it all, so <sighs> it's just this guy playing a prank on his friend, and it's completely stupid, but the way he just busts out laughing is very infectious, and it went viral. These nuts. Yeah. so, so Blado,
1: where did you think it came from? It, so it, you know it, it doesn't cost really anything to put your name in to run for president. Like we know about the top candidates, but there are somewhere in the neighborhood of you know thousands of people, a couple thousand people that register to run for president. And last uh, last election cycle in the early part of the election cycle, they were talking about this uh, in, in the news and one of the news outlets, they were just going through, like, who are these people that just register to run for president, even though, you know, they have absolutely zero chance. And, you know, there's the typical porn stars and, uh, you know, other pseudo-celebrities and whatnot. And on this list was someone that had put their name down as D's Nuts. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, of course, I, I don't know if it's the first time the news had ever heard of it, but, you know, hilarious to them. And that that was the first time that I'd heard these nuts, mm-hmm. and then I started hearing other people make jokes and memes about All it. Right. So I would have thought it would have been copyrighted, but apparently not. <laughs> so beer is called these nuts. Well, I feel out of touch. I don't know that I've ever heard it. So you're out of touch
0: with these nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not touching these nuts. So.
1: So uh, what do you think of it? Uh, I I would I would call this a a for me beer right away. Um, I. I don't see the description, but um, I, I taste coffee, um, mm. and uh, and I like that, so, you know, but that, I, I was looking for it again, um, maybe it's the nuttiness. I think it's the nuttiness, um, like um, hazelnut, maybe? Maybe, but uh, I, I do get a, a bit of a, a coffee aftertaste, uh, and maybe it's a little bitter, um, in a good way. mm mm-hmm. um, you know, because it's certainly not too bitter, certainly not too hoppy. No, right? Pretty pretty low IBUs, I would imagine. Um. Uh, I don't know that I detect a lot of caramel in it. No, it's there, but yeah, it's not a lot. Or, or or maybe it's like a burnt caramel or something. Oh, you know, because maybe that's where that coffee <laughs> maybe maybe it tastes a little burnt, but. Um, I like it. Like I think the nuts, the nuts are overpowering the caramel. Yeah. yeah. No, I like it too. I Caramel please. I did
0: that on purpose. Nice. I know. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm 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 trolling. We can do a social topic on <laughs> caramel caramel versus caramel. <laughs> you know what's funny is when I, I looked this up on my phone when I was buying it, I actually almost spelled it caramel. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought about you actually. <laughs> and I double checked, oh no, it's caramel. It's <clears throat> No, I like it. I, I'd say at this point, it's for me too. Um, I, I found I'm really a big fan of brown ales, and in being the IPA guy, I, that's just something I don't think I would been attracted to. But I've found I, I'm, I'm really a brown ale kind of guy. So, and I like this one.
1: I the first brown ale that I would drink uh, was the, the the typical one. Uh, the UK one, not brown ale Smith's Smith's nut brown ale. It know. was like before the craft beer trend. Mm-hmm. You know? And uh I used to like to drink that and but that one was certainly a lot more bitter than this. Mm-hmm. And and if I'm making the comparison, this is you know, blows away other brown ale's in my opinion.
0: You know what hooked me on the brown ale's was uh, Cabin Fever by New Holland. Mm-hmm. I still think that to me, that's my favorite, that's I think one. the best brown ale that I've tasted to date. But this is good though. I, I I like this one, and I definitely at this point would buy it again for sure. Yep, I'm, I'm gonna you. be. I like it. It's
2: I'm funny. gonna be
1: finished
0: with it before we're done podcasting
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure.
0: Before we get done talking about
2: it, we're gonna be done with it. Yeah. The, um. At their sampling table, this was the first one I sampled, and it's kind of what sold me on the rest of them was tr- to try them was like. This one is good. I wonder how the rest of them are. They were all really good. So this
0: is this is for me. I like so, it. So did their rep have a beard? No. No. <laughs> it was a, what? It was no, female? she did not. No, she did <laughs> not. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know why they call it beards. <laughs> Unless the, the masters have beards or something. We don't know. <laughs> Anyhow. And to
1: the material. It was uh, quite a week. It uh, Fabulous week, right? I think so. I mean, well, okay. But we can also take the solemnness of the week, right? I mean, it is a sad state for the country that we are where we're at. Yep. I mean, uh, we can take a certain amount of, you know, rejoicing in the fact of watching Republicans and Trump squirm. <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I, I think even. This this notion that everyone wanted Trump impeached from the beginning, and this was this was one of the defenses from from the Republicans during the public hearings, right? right. Nunez would just, you know, the, the the failed Russian hoax, you know, whatever. You know, he didn't bring up Charlottesville, but whatever. And that really, in some ways, it's true, and it, it wouldn't bother me if if shift defended that by saying we knew from day one he was unfit so obviously we wanted to get him out of office <laughs> so impeachment and removal have been on our plate not because it wasn't called for but because it is called for but at the same time um you know this is still different you know that this really is uh, a, a wrongdoing and and he should be removed because you don't have other options. Right. You know? Exactly.
0: I I don't, you know, that whole notion that we want him impeached from day one, well, he's earned it. That's what I mean, yeah. No, no, I'm just, I'm concurring with what you're saying is like, well, they they can say you haven't given the guy a fair chance. Oh, yes, we have. We This guy could have grown in any number of directions and made up for the shithead that he has been his whole life, and he didn't. He, he just came in, bull in a china shop, and was just going to do it his way, the wrong way, in most cases, in my opinion. And yeah, we wanted him gone from the beginning because he's effed up everything he's touched since. So why wouldn't we want him
1: gone for, for the sake of the country? For the sake of the country, we wanted him to do better, not for him to do worse, not no. for all these other problems so we could impeach him. You it, know, We didn't just, want him to break the law so we could impeach him. We wanted him to do the right things, and I think most people uh, with any really... Uh, um, you know, if they uh, were an honest um, bro right? <laughs> exactly. We're going to say that probably wasn't going to happen. <laughs> you, you know, he he wasn't going to change who he is, and and so that's it, it's kind of like okay, we didn't want him impeached, but we knew that that was going to have to happen, or that's you know we uh, we we wanted to impeach him because he was unfit, but it, it, we, we would certainly rather had other outcomes, and then beat him fair and square. If we possibly can in the next election. But then, you know what? If he was doing more of the right things, maybe I would have just disliked his personality and the way he did it, right? But, you know, if he wasn't tearing down, you know, uh, uh, regulations and putting in unfit judges and, um, you know, trying to break the law. Breaking families apart at the border. You know, yeah. It uh, goes on uh, and on. Caging 70,000 kids or whatever it is. uh, Yeah. well, think
0: back to when, like, uh, George Bush was in the White House. It's like, I didn't vote for the guy, but I supported him as my president. And, and I, except on very few occasions, I didn't want him impeached. It wasn't something I came out of the gate wanting to do. So like, You know what I mean? So the the fact that we feel this guy should be impeached from day one is because he's earned it. And it's not because he's a Republican; it's because he's earned it. <laughs> and he, he's, he keeps he, earning it too. Yeah, yeah he, he keeps, keeps it, yeah. on giving, right? Yeah.
2: It's not like he did one thing; yeah. he, he keeps doing. It's these daily.
0: It, it it's
1: daily. He They're, created Potoms Up, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, <laughs> I guess if we got to wait the guy for one thing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there was a primordial <clears throat> ooze that we <clears throat> we crept out of because of him. <laughs> I mean, would have we been so compelled if boring old Hillary Clinton would have been president? It would have been boring. I guess. I, I don't know. I yeah, doubt it. I guess we, we
0: have him to thank for that, right? Um, yeah. Careful what you wish for, I suppose, yeah, right? I don't know.
1: It's his fault. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's more like Another it. reason to yeah. impeach. He's I mean, maybe I wouldn't this. be
1: drinking D's nuts rights now. Right, right. right. Nuts rights now. Um, so I, I guess I could thank him for that. Because it's a pleasure drinking these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a show
0: title. Mm. <laughs> so did, did you want to jump right in on the um, the testimony we heard this week, or do it was watch? fascinating? Yeah, it was.
1: It was a lot of it was really riveting TV. It was also a little exhausting, right? They I mean, were been, doing double duty. I mean, and um, I suppose they could have spread that out a little. Eh? <sighs> I I, I don't know why... Do you think they were just trying to get it done? Well, I think they were trying to get this phase done. Um, Chances are there's not going to be any more public hearings in the investigative stage. Now, there still can be public hearings in the trial phase, and I'm still not quite sure I understand exactly what this process looks like all the way through. So, kind of learning as we go, right? Um, Because... You know they're gonna be able to call witnesses as well, and uh, i don't I don't know which liars are gonna put up there, but they'll <laughs> find some. Uh, so I yeah, I think it was a matter of trying to really hammer home the evidence of the case that is that, and and the, and the evidence that is 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 so uh, just so so obvious, so uh clear. And unambiguous. Isn't it amazing the
0: cooperation of... Because what, they have like 16... I think they had 16 depositions and then 8, well, or, eight nine or 9 witnesses, yeah. live witnesses. But the cooperation is... It's staggering. I mean, with little exception, they're all telling the right, same the, story.
1: The, the, the premise is the same across everyone. That, that pretty much... Everyone admitted that their understanding was that the president was, you know, holding up this aid and a office, uh, uh, a, uh, an Oval Office meeting uh, uh, to get the dirt on, on Biden's and their, and their silly conspiracy theories. I mean, that to, no matter how you want to parse it, no matter how Republicans say, well, he said this. You know no one on the planet or whatever, no matter how they wanna just spin little segments of the testimony, there's an overarching theme, and that was cooperated and um, you know uh, supported over and over again
0: and and you know what not not only is there this overwhelming amount of cooperation between all these witnesses. There's also an overwhelming sense of
1: non-partisanship that I, These I think... These are Trump it, people. I know they're Trump people, but... My, right, no, that's what, that's what I'm saying. They're, but yet they're out there really just laying out what they saw as the reality. I don't even like to use the word truth there's a reality to it forget about your perceptions I can buy into that no truth it's it's the reality, reality was what the president was trying to do that that however you want to spin it that reality doesn't ever change you know and um, you know I, I I think that's you know I, I think that's kind of in, in in part what Schiff said in his closing remarks. Um, I didn't catch get a chance to catch all of them. But it was it was kind of like no matter what you say about hearsay or non-hearsay or however you want to quantify it, this is what happened, and and it's overwhelming. Um, yeah, I, I, and and they were really smart about the witnesses that they that they brought up. They were really good witnesses. I mean, I don't, I don't, and in the right order. I, I think the way I think it, so.
0: I think they put them in the right order that it,
1: it helped to. Build the narrative, the story. Do you think that the order had more to do with the story, or also the personalities? Well, I, I think the personalities may have been the more important part. Right. Of it. You know, having Fiona Hill last, she was a shit hammer. <laughs> was awesome. I, 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 you know, she ought to be Secretary of State. She 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 would make a a phenomenal Secretary of State. Um, it, it's kind of maybe you know uh, Holmes was sort of a last minute add into the whole thing, right? Because of the testimony by Sondland and the, the other guy heard this Taylor, Bill Taylor, yeah, brought Taylor. him up, right? And, Taylor brought him up with the phone call, right, right. And then Sondland, uh, Sondland talked about it, but anyway, he was sort of a an add on. Um, they could have just done Fiona Hill by herself.
0: Well, I think they needed to do him because of the phone call. But they did. They didn't need to spend as much time with him as they did. Yeah, no. He and really didn't... was only
1: bringing one part of the story in. But it was a part that connected the president. Oh yeah. You know. For sure. Um, and um, uh, but he added more because he also was aware of the scheme. He also saw what was happening in, in terms of the totality of the scheme beyond just the phone call. Mm-hmm. You know. He didn't have to ask Sondland a lot of questions about what what does that all mean. (laughs) Um, uh, But Fiona Hill was just fantastic. Um, She just put him on the spot and and called out Republicans for their crazy conspiracy theories. Just made him look like idiots. She bitch slapped him
0: on, on the whole business of the Ukraine 2016 interference. I mean... She really put them in their place and, and kind of shamed them. Mm-hmm. I think she did. And they reacted, too. You know? you know, were you
1: surprised that... And maybe because they didn't have that many real defensive arguments. Were, did, were you surprised that the Republicans really seemed unprepared for these witnesses? Like, like when you're interviewing a witness or you're on a trial... You don't want surprises. You don't ask questions that you don't know the answer to. Generally, you know. And it was, you know, they were. It was in the early questioning of Fiona Hill, and they're like, you know, so then why didn't you go to the White House lawyers if you were concerned? She's like, I did. It's <laughs> like, uh, okay, I uh, forfeit my time. You know.
0: <laughs> did Did you notice towards the end of her questioning that there was like two or three in a row that? actually never asked her a question. They just took their five minutes just to pontificate and, and bitch. Yes. And then Schiff, yes. Schiff actually came back to her and said, no, nah, you guys aren't going to do that to her. Right. Because she she tried to kind of jump in and answer what they
1: had said. Or address what they said. Because there was a yeah, question. There was no
0: question. She was yeah. just trying to address what they had said. And they, they kind of said, I yield my time.
1: But Schiff kind of... Said so, no 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 no. We're gonna let her answer. When, when when it was Nunez's turn to go after Schiff, he almost always started his his time with a bunch of nonsense that was it was not relevant at all to the witness. He was just trying to get things on the record. Mm-hmm. Which okay, whatever, for prosperity's sake, so that if somebody, you know, does a word search in the records for you know. Hunter Biden, that's going to come up. You know, it was kind of like, what are you just doing this for TV? Because nobody's going to talk about it. Like, no one's going to talk about it in any substantive way. So maybe it was just a lack of things to talk about, you know? Maybe, you know, lack of defense that they they just were going to. And and if you you notice
0: when Nunez talked, like in his opening remarks, it sounded pretty similar to the last. Opening yeah. remark he had made. Yeah. He wasn't changing his story. He was just trying to yeah. drum the idea home yeah. of his
1: conspiracy theories. Right. Do you know, you know, Ivan Chalupa or whatever the guy's name is? And everybody <laughs> like, no. I <It's laughs> like, heard Chalupa. I was thinking of <laughs> Taco Bell. <laughs> Deep fried Chalupa. But he just wants it in the record I for I still don't reason. know who they, Chalupa is. Uh, I... I, I I'm Isn't he someone that, sure. that Giuliani says that this guy knows about the the Burisma? Of, no, no, he's part of the... Chalupa says that it was the Ukrainians that uh, hacked the DNC. I think he's part of that. I don't think he's part of Burisma. I think he's <clears> part <throat> of the, uh, the the DNC hacking, that he's got proof um, I think it was one of those pieces of paper that Giuliani used to hold a up. Wave and, in front of people. Yes, and say this is a deposition. Partially redacted. <laughs> from Chalupa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if Taco Bell hasn't created the Chalupa yet, I am sure. No, that, they, they oh,
0: have a Chalupa.
1: <laughs> they've had a Chalupa for years. <laughs> it, am I, am I Am I saying the guy's name right, though?
0: Yeah, well, that's the way they said it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know what I kind of wanted to do is not just talk about Dr. Hill, but maybe kind of quickly run through some of the other people that testified this week and uh, just maybe hit some highlights.
1: You, You know, I was thinking as we were talking, we're kind of, you know, we sort of jump ahead to the, again, the reality of this situation. I would love to be able to talk about both sides. If This was really intriguing, right? It's not that intriguing, the intrigue is only in how are the Republicans gonna dance, right? That is interesting, right? But it would be great if this was like, you know, a real mystery and how that worked out, right? Um, so it's really not that way. Nope, not at all. Um, but yeah, the witnesses uh, all definitely contributed in in building that story. Okay, the the
0: first one that I just wanted to touch on briefly was Jennifer Williams. I guess um, she was a, a Pence aide, mm-hmm. and the, the Republicans were bitching, pissing, and moaning about hearsay and second, third, and tenth-hand witnesses. Well, she was a first-hand witness. She was on the July 25th call, so... It was good to get her in front of the um, the inquiry. Um, she, I, I don't think she had too many outstanding moments, but she was just basically there to say that the call was unusual unusual, and it was politically motivated as far as, like, dear leader wanting the uh, investigations into the Biden thing, charisma and then the... 2016 Ukraine BS.
1: You know, she was a good fact witness for the call and the, um, the the strange circumstances kind of around the call. But she also, you know, she wasn't one that was willing to divulge addition, additional information or even throw in a little bit of opinion about it, um, you know. She was she she tried to really um, not protect her bosses, but just you know I'm giving you the facts and nothing more. Well, that's what they should be there doing. Ah, hang them.
0: <laughs> um, and, and then I I didn't she didn't she say also that she couldn't confirm that Pence had gotten a readout on that call
1: that she prepared it and handed it to him or got it to him. She doesn't know if he read it. Right, right. You know? I guess he was on a,
0: an airplane ride or something after the call. So some people have speculated he, that he had plenty of time to read it and that he normally does.
1: But it, it, she, she, she didn't say one word. Again, other, that's that think. plausible deniability. Pence was in on it. They, they, cool. Everybody knew, you, you know. So, you, you know, they can say, well, we don't know that he read it or... Uh, you know his his conversation w- with Zelensky didn't bring it up. Um, well, he didn't bring it up why Zelensky asked and he said, well, you, you know you have the full support of the US and I'll find out why it's on hold, even though he already knew right um, you know that that's and that's what this all comes down to. And, and And what I noticed is as the hearings went on was just how much they they tried to just set up plausible deniability. Well, we don't, he never heard the president directly say, you know, no javelin missil, m- uh, missiles unless you investigate the Bidens, you know. Right. But again, I, I'll go back to the reality of the situation. Now, she was there with Vidman, right? Yeah. Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman. Uh, yes, I shouldn't call him just
0: Vidman. He doesn't like that. <laughs> don't call him Mr. Vidman. <laughs> that was pretty funny. It was. He he, He kind of snapped back and said, No, I've earned this. I've got my uniform Mm -hmm. on. You call me by my rank. Yeah. Um, I I thought what was interesting with him in his opening testimony is uh, he was thanking his dad for immigrating to the U.S. and bringing his family there. And he also assured his dad that he'd be fine as long as he had told the truth. And then the last thing he, he sort of said that him telling the truth meant a lot to him because right matters in America. Yeah, and, it was a great line. And when he said that, and I don't think that was showboating. I think he, he meant it. He got like a standing ovation for saying it. And you just don't see that very often right. in situations like that.
1: Yeah, I know it came very natural to him. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know whether he had that line canned uh, ahead of time, but uh, it... In either case, you know, uh, he, he spoke about it with emotion, Yeah, you know, and kind of like that's what we should be all doing right now. The, the other thing that
0: he said that I thought was fantastic is is they're saying that all these Trump appointed people are mm-hmm. never Trumpers. And I think it was Goldman, the the attorney for the uh, Democrats, asked him, yeah. are, you, are you a never-Trumper? And he kind of paused for a second. There was that 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 little pause, which kind of gives it the effect. And he said, Oh, gosh, where is it? He goes, I'm a never-partisan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hmm.
1: Ooh, that was really good. That was which really is something good. that Republicans can't understand. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. didn't, didn't they ask that question of... Uh, Williams, too, and she said, I don't know what a never-Trumper is. Yeah. Yeah. I think after that, they stopped asking that question. <laughs> they may have brought it up one more time with one other witness. Um, well, they asked everybody that
0: that was, in at some point or another, somebody asked each of those witnesses throughout the week if they were a never-Trumper. Going back to Bill Taylor and uh, George... Um, Kemp. Kemp. Kent. Kent, Kent, yes, yes. So yeah, they they asked everybody that, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Another, I don't think
1: they asked Gordon Sutherland.
0: No. <laughs> you know you're right. That's no, I was just
1: I don't think they asked did they ask Fiona Hill. I, I, like I, said, I think it's I believe they, they did. I think she said something to the
0: effect she doesn't even know what that
1: is. <laughs> like, like she's and so far she, above that. She meant it. Yeah, she's like, you know what, you watch cartoons? I, I got no time for this. <laughs> are you people? And again, Ask me a serious question. I will give you a dead serious answer.
0: <laughs> she didn't have much of a sense of humor. <laughs> um, another thing that with Venman, and and just like, uh, was it Williams? Is that her name? Mm-hmm. They were, again, bitching about not having first-hand witnesses. Well, Venman
1: was another one that was on the call. The, the, the whole notion about hearsay... Most of the times when Republicans complained about it, they weren't even really using it in the right way. When you hear something with your own ears, that's not hearsay. You, you, you know, if it, it, and, and that's what the fact witnesses did. They, they, they were saying, I heard with my own ears, you know, because I was in the meeting with Bolton and Sondland that this happened. That's not, it's, it, it, that's not hearsay, that's what you heard. Hearsay is when you said, I was told by this person that they know about this. You, you know, it's it, it, they, they didn't even use it in the right way most of the time. Shocker. Yeah. And, and, and again, that was another one of those things that uh, uh, um, Schiff touched on in his closing statements was, you know, hearsay, schmearsmay. may doesn't matter.
0: Venmin... <laughs> <laughs> Course said he was shocked to hear the solicitation that uh, dear leader did and he went directly to eisenberg who was the counsel for um the white house and told him about it they made a big deal out of that that why did that he, he go, didn't go to morrison
1: follow-
0: his boss well he, morrison wasn't around or
1: something initially well also when morrison was concerned about the call where did he go same Eisenberg. Guy. Same guy. Yeah. He didn't go to his boss either.
0: I think what they were trying to say to show is that he isn't this clean cut, follow the rules, follow the chain of command, military man that he claims to be
1: that he, he's Oh Fiona uh addressed that as well. Go on. Go on. Uh oh you I mean a quote. You know, yeah. they because they had brought up with Vinman, you know, that uh people had accused you of using poor judgment in the past and 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 they brought up Fiona Hill's name and then someone i think it was a republican see this is where they were just idiots they brought it up to her again and she's like let me explain to you where that comes from and then you know first she went on she to put talk. it in context and then she but first she said he's exemplary you know that that you know she there's no, no but nobody finer and then she said this was a, a specific incident that there was a disagreement over yeah. And, and again just blew them right out of the water with it like don't go there again please save yourself the embarrassment <laughs> he did embarrass them a few times yes yeah
0: and then he also had gone to eisenberg a second time which was before the call is that that july 10th meeting where he and that's where sandlin was talking about the investigation of Barisma Biden, and then the 2016 Ukraine interference, and that—that's the one that um, Bolton had put an end to the meeting, right? Because he was having no part of it, and that's when it all broke yeah. up. And it was funny. Um, everybody but Sondland characterized that meeting as like Bolton was right. pissed and things were not good. And then Sanlum made it sound like, oh, that was great. We went on and took pictures, <laughs> pictures of yeah. the But um, Vindman went to uh, Eisenberg again and complained about it. You know what? The other thing that really bugged me about the way they handled Vindman is they were trying to smear him, mm-hmm. not following the chain of command. They were saying because he, he was born in either Ukraine or Russia. I mean, Russia well i think ukraine used to be part yeah okay so he may have been born in that in that portion that region that region yeah but he came here when he was three so they were trying to bring into question his character and all this kind of stuff which really wasn't sticking and then out of the blue they came up with that job offer that he had Mm -hmm. i kind of i had never heard that before they were saying that the Ukraine were trying to get him to defense be the minister, minister of yeah. defense, yeah. and I was like, "Oh shit!" I kind of like puckered up a little bit when that came out, yeah. but he handled it really well. And he basically said he laughed it off, never took it serious, and I believe him.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, again, what it it doesn't change the narrative here at all. It it, it doesn't change just kind of away from the witnesses for a second, you know, this whole idea about the whistleblower, right? And how much they wanted to get the whistleblower up there. And I keep challenging the Trumpsters. What could you possibly hear from the whistleblower that changes anything? Like in your wildest dreams, what would the whistleblower testify that would change any of this? And I never get an answer on that. Because they know what they're about to say is ludicrous, <laughs> right? What they what what they want the whistleblower in their fantasy world, where nothing else matters, is the whistleblower will say, "Adam Schiff paid me ten thousand dollars to make up this story about Trump." Yep. That's 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 where they want to go with the whistleblower. Okay, so then we're going to ignore Venman, the the transcript, <laughs> the you know Sanlin Giuliani. We're going to ignore all that, and none of that matters because the whistleblower is in cahoots with Schiff. That's that, that that's how wild the alternate reality is on this. It's it, it is it is mind boggling.
0: Yeah.
1: and I will continue to ask. What do you want the whistleblower? What will the whistleblower say that would that would satisfy you? You know, they should put Nunez on the stand and ask him that because it because the answer makes you really look like you're wearing a tinfoil hat <laughs> because because I, I will get because what I will get from Trumpsters is well what was his motivation? You know that's and that's where they're leading up to his motivation was because he's in cahoots with Schiff. That's what, you know, what do you think his motivation was? It's ridiculous. Anyway, you, you know, one of the things um, that I thought that the Democrats could have hit a little harder on in terms of testimony uh, was with uh, Morrison. And this whole notion that, because it kind of goes back to, you know, um, Vinman didn't go to Morrison. He went to Eisenberg saying, I've got this you know, complaints about the call, and then basically he said, ah, don't worry about it, and then they put it in the secret server, and I think that's when Vinman went back to him, and it was like, why is it in there? Morrison also took concerns to Eisenberg, saying, why are you putting it in the secret server? But he agreed with it at the time because, what did he say? He said Uh, he was concerned about leaking. He was concerned about the call leaking because of the political environment that we're in. And I don't think that the Democrats pressed him enough on that thought process. They did a little bit. They asked him at one point in time, why was he concerned about the call and what would leak out of it? And he gave two answers. One was, well, because it's we're so polarized that people will use anything for political gain. But I would, I would chase that, right? Like... Why should there be anything that that anybody can use on a congratulatory call to another president, right? I mean, why, you know, so why do you you feel like that could have been used, you know, and get him to speak about what the president said was wrong? And then the other thing he said was that, that there were people that should have been on the call that weren't. And that he was concerned that that would also uh, create some sort of political problem. And I thought that was that is just so weak. First of all, that's not really a leak. You know. And it was I think the lawyers themselves were not on the call or something because they asked him that. Maybe, maybe it was Eisenberg. I don't know. But, and, and those were the two excuses that he gave for why he thought the call was rightly placed in the uh, uh, highly classified server and, and, and not through regular channels. And, you know, he was also a witness that was kind of along the lines of Jennifer Williams. You know, you you could tell he did not want to be there. Right. Um, And I'm a little surprised he was. Like, I would have figured, based on his demeanor, that he would have been um, an always-Trumper.
0: But I think, though, that it kind of gets back to who these people are. Mm -hmm. I think they... I don't See, like him, though. Well, <laughs> yeah. you don't have right. to like him, but I, I think he sees himself as a servant of the country, not a of a president, you know, and, yeah. and that they're morally and legally obligated to answer,
1: even if they don't want to well, be. In in some ways, he's the best witness, because I said, to me, he showed reluctance. He he seemed to want to dance around some of the questions but at the same time, his testimony was still incriminating. I mean, you know, it wasn't like the, the, the Trumpsters were using him as, you know, uh, a, an exculpatory witness at all. And and so if you get those guys up there that are like that, I mean, Sunlin might be the best example of that, you know.
0: I Morrison is one of the guys that I actually missed a lot out on because my streaming app... <laughs> Kept stopping. I, I hardly heard anything from that guy. Uh, who was he there with? Uh, who was he there with? Uh, fact check that. I don't want to... I don't know. I, I can't remember who he was there with, but... It was Taylor and Kent. He wasn't there with Sonlin. Sonlin was by himself. And it was Williams and... Uh, Vinman. Vinman. And it was Morrison and... I can't... I'm capping. But... I just remember that morning, my phone kept stopping. I'm like, nah! <laughs> I was getting so angry. So I, I hardly heard any of the testimony on them. The streaming
1: thing was just not working. I think they had, they had some of the shorter... They, weren't they primetime? Weren't they the afternoon? Yeah, they were the second one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I totally um, missed that. What did you think of Sunland's testimony? What did you think of his demeanor?
0: I think he, A, thinks he's the smartest guy in the room, uh-huh. and he thinks quite a bit of himself with all the chuckling and chortling
1: and, you know, I, I think he... But to do that in that setting, that takes a fair amount of ego and confidence to to feel like I'm above, not this, but I I can be as lax as I want in the most important and, you know, somber kind of setting. That, that does... I've been accused of that too, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I've seen it. <laughs> no, I, I. It almost at times it was like he wasn't taking it seriously. Like, it.
1: it you know? Right. He just was kind of laughing something. Because and he, he wanted to make jokes and. Because people like him just, you know, again, sort of Trumpish, right? Just never face consequences. And I'm not saying that, you know, he has any really wrongdoing in his life. But, but it, 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 does, it does bring up the, 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 the question of should impeachment, you know, extend beyond the president here? Like, like why is someone still working for the president? Right? I mean, you know, he was in on it. You know, we know Pompeo was in on it. We know... Um, uh, Perry. Perry. Uh, Yeah, these people are still employed, and and they should not be.
0: Do you think that they are going to go after these people separately? I mean, once they move along from intel to judicial, once they got the president's move forward, there's possibility they're going to go after them. Go after them in a criminal way? Well, to impeach them as well. I don't know. I don't know. Can you impeach a cabinet member? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you definitely can. Impeach a Secretary, lot of people. Secretary of State, impeach them all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you brought up Sandlin. What, what to you was the the most like outstanding things that he said? Um.
1: Well, I'd have to really want to brush up on some quotes, but <laughs> certainly he brought it. He 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 brought everybody on to the bus, right? Everybody, everybody was, was in, in the loop. It. Everyone was in on the loop. And again, that doesn't—that's where the Republicans are trying to, to break that down into each little segment, saying, "Well, we don't know about this and that little piece, and this person said that." And he's just saying, "Look, you, you know, one of the things I wanted any witness to say, especially to like Devin Nunez or his lawyer, was, uh, and, and maybe." Fiona touched on a little bit, like I said, fascinated by her, was, isn't it obvious? <laughs> that's a quote that I wanted somebody to say. I- isn't it obvious? You know, and like have them say, no, it's not. But yeah, it's obvious, right? So I think in many ways, that's kind of what Sunland's testimony was was about. Like everybody was in on it. It was obvious what was going on. It's obvious what the president wanted. It was obvious that Giuliani was running the show here. Yeah. It's obvious. <clears throat> Sidebar.
0: Yeah, the the counsel that the Republicans had. What was your thoughts about that guy? I would have never thought
1: he was a professional lawyer. I didn't think he was a lawyer either. <laughs> he was the worst. <laughs> he that that guy. He, it would just. He be... was
0: the Jim Jordan of lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just talked about a tenth slower though. Jordan, man. but that guy, he he would lose you. He he yes. takes so long to get to the point that I would forget what the question was, and I don't
1: know how anybody was following that guy. He was he was awful. He the, was a paper shuffler too. Like I, I I would watch him before they started the hearings, the testimony rather, and the questioning, and he was sitting there next to Devin Nunez. And he is just shuffling papers. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't you be a little bit more prepared? Like, why is he looking for question A now? <laughs> you know, you would, you would have your questions in the order that you wanted to present them. You know, if, if, if you look at uh, uh, the, the Council for chef, right? You know, ask a question, ask a follow-up question, go to the next page. I got it. <laughs> He was really good. <laughs> um, uh, but it, 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 because the whole thing was grasping, that's all it was. It was just just they were they were trying to think on the fly because they didn't really have anything to to, um, to challenge on the substance. So,
0: I'd heard some speculation that they were saying that the, getting back to it, isn't this obvious? That they were having trouble finding a counsel that would take it. <laughs> that would take defender. it. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. That that's what they kind of liken this guy to. That he's the public defender.
1: He's yeah. the guy that makes you know, going
0: rate. You know, know, of, right, you know yeah. that,
1: we that, shouldn't. But you know what? I, I heard a, a comment. that has nothing to do with impeachment. About people should not stop making jokes about public defenders because many of them are top-notch lawyers and and it's always just a, a you know it's it's, seems like it, it's, a a joke. It's, yeah. a, it's a cliche it's it's a cliche and but it hurts public defending um uh, reputation you know uh, and i didn't really think about it ever before but anyway yeah, but yes they, he does seem they like they saying it seemed like <laughs> this was the only
0: guy that would take the case on you know like some ambulance chaser or something <laughs> because he was awful he was just awful there was the, the whole idea of having a council for 45 minutes is flow. Flow <laughs> in, in, in continuing the questioning. This guy was so bad, the people he was asking the questions, they couldn't follow what he was trying to even get at. You know, And like you say, constantly going through papers. <laughs> but there was no orders. Like, What is he looking for? <laughs> Anyways, back to Sandlin. Was he carrying the
2: papers ahead of time and, like, trip and they just all scattered everywhere in the air and started raining (laughs) down? That's the only
1: logical explanation as to why he couldn't find, you know, page uh,
0: one. (laughs) With Sandland, like, even in his opening um, statement, he almost immediately threw Dear Leader under the bus because he said, was
1: there a quick pro quo? He said... (laughs) The answer is yes. <laughs> okay, and so then a Republican defense is, it was a re- it was a quid pro quo. Then it was bribery. Then it was extortion. Then it was a quid pro quo again, and now we're back to bribery. Uh, don't they realize how closely all those things are related? They're, yeah. they're, like, I you know I I made that comment on Facebook about within every bribery and extortion scheme, there's. A quid pro quo. It's a coerced quid pro quo, but you're getting something for something, right? I mean, that, right. that's it's inherent in the meaning of bribery or extortion, um, and and so they're not different. In fact, quid pro quo is not even criminal. Right? We we do it every single day uh, in in terms of uh, navigating through life. It's not a. It's whether it's coerced and it's what you're offering. And what you want in return. So it's
0: coerced. In this even, case, that it's for personal reasons right. versus the betterment of
1: the country. It's to rig the election. Right. That, that's the way I still like to frame it. And that's that's the way that I... I, I it's to rig the election. Uh, so, I, I, again, it's a silly argument to be made. But, you know what? It sticks because that's what old What's-His-Face said on Facebook. It was a quid pro quo and that was a bribery and extortion. I'm like, it's... It, you know when when you have to argue the most basic sense of logic, when you have to just get that far down into the weeds before you even get to but the president did that, you're you gotta you gotta argue things like quid pro quo, which I guess is the Republican strategy, right? Try and convolute as much as you can,
0: and I don't even speak Latin.
1: <laughs> well, you do, you don't know. you use Latin words all the time,
0: I guess, right. So did, did you see anything else with the silent thing that jumped out at you? Um,
1: well, I, I mean, uh, where he was weak was uh, his version of, of connecting it to Trump. You know, his version, you know, he didn't want to uh, uh, support Holmes' version of the phone call. Yeah, he, he wouldn't
0: own up to the phone call, which is like. Right. Seriously. Yeah, you don't remember that phone call,
1: right? No, it, it, it. he took a total.
0: I don't recall on that. Well, and then what he did is he basically kind of deferred to Holmes and said, "Well, I have no reason not to believe he's telling the yes. truth." So is that's lawyering, right? So, someone's yeah. coaching him is a way to just say you don't recall
1: and you therefore you can't. Confirm nor deny, you don't recall. He and just that kept saying, I, I have no reason not to believe that happened. What do you think, and this was particularly poignant in Sondland's testimony, but in others, this idea that they didn't know that Burisma meant Biden's mm. until later in the game. You know, Fiona also attacked that as well. But Sondland made it seem like I, Burisma was just a company that they wanted to investigate. Even though early reporting, you know, back in June or whatever, and Politico and uh, WAPO and and Giuliani, they were making that connection. So, um, again, there were parts in there that I thought were to sort of protect his his buddy Trump.
0: What did you think of when uh, Sandlin said that him and the the Three Amigos listening to Rudy, they never saw themselves as the shadow part of it. They saw themselves as the mainstream because they were being directed is, by the president. I, I thought, I was like, wow, I never thought about that. And do, do you remember right. Fiona Hill? Remember the part she was saying that she was pissed at him because he wasn't, she was pissed at Sondland because he was not including her in, in letting her know the coordination of things. And she, she basically said, she goes, I couldn't put my finger on what I was so pissed about. She goes, but now I understand what I was pissed about, that I'm supposed to be part of the normal... Mm-hmm. Um, diplomatic uh, Diplomani- channels. And, yeah, and, and, the channel, and, that's yep. it, the diplomatic channel. When in reality, she said Sandin. Sandlin was right and didn't feel he was shadow because they weren't. They were actually following what the president was directing them to do. So I I, to me that was I was like, that's pretty amazing.
1: It's just sort of kind of shows you how people have different perceptions because Taylor is such a straight shooter, Mm -hmm. right? So he's looking at what Rudy Giuliani is doing over there as being shadow the, diplomacy. The, the shadow diplomacy. What was the word
0: they kept using? They weren't using shadow. You know
1: the the alternate channel, whatever. The
0: unconventional or. What,
1: oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead yeah, sorry. yeah. So and 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 he's kind of looking at you know you know two different lines when Sondland, and, and as he explains to Fiona and the way Bolton also you know kind of saw things was this was because Pence was behind it too. That was the U.S. position this, you know, and uh, You know, I think Taylor just was trying to live in a bubble Of this is the way I do my job. This is the way I see the world. I, I don't want, I don't like what's going on over here but he doesn't want to admit to himself that U.S. policy has changed on Ukraine to satisfy the whims of the president because because it was sort of not it wasn't a, it wasn't a huge like counter argument it was really just two different ways of perceiving what Rudy Giuliani was doing, hmm.
2: right? Don't you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I think it's certainly much more damaging to Trump, and it was much more damaging to take Sondland's and Fiona Hill's. Or, sort of perspective of what Rudy was doing than Bill Taylor and Kent's, you know. How many people were involved? How many people said, I'm the one in charge of Ukraine, like, like or felt that way at one point in time? Zondland did, uh-huh. you know. Thinman did too. <laughs> you know, he thought he was, you know. I mean, he wasn't Department of State, but, you know, that he was, uh, should, should have been involved in all matters. You know, Rudy Giuliani felt like he was in charge of Ukraine. Um, Rudy Giuliani. And, and none of these people are the ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> she got wiped out. <laughs> and, and, and then Taylor was the new ambassador, right? He was sort of acting.
0: I don't think he, he, he was never confirmed as the ambassador. No.
1: Do we have an ambassador? I don't think I don't so. think so. So so yeah, Taylor was that guy, right? Um uh yeah, there was just like so many people that are uh, were in on it. Yeah. In the loop.
0: Pretty amazing. Yeah.
1: Pretty amazing.
0: So going on to uh Fiona and David Holmes, any thoughts about them?
1: Well, so we talked a lot about Fiona already and you, you know, she she was just amazing. Um Amazing person, I think. Uh, You know, she also kind of clapped back on the Republicans by supporting them in a way. Like, you know, when that guy gave that speech about being nonpartisan and she was like, I agree. And we shouldn't be tearing down the witnesses. And what you said was really important, because if you just took what he said out of context, it was an okay thing that he said, Right. Now, we know what he really meant by it, and that is that the Democrats are all, you know, bloodthirsty after Trump, right? But she she just took it on face value. And she said, what you said, I agree with 100%. And I don't think they knew how to react to that, you know? She, I mean, kind, of, she
0: kind of neutralized
1: them. Yes, in many ways, yeah. And I forget who that, that a-hole was, but... One of know, the a-holes. It wasn't... It, his point of going on about that, again, without a question, was not to um, uh, really uh, extend an olive branch on bipartisanship. Oh, I, I thought he was attacking. Yeah, he was attacking. And then she was like, you're not attacking me because I don't believe in partisanship. I'm a nonpartisan. Yeah, she she was great. Um, <clears throat> loved her accent, too. I, I had a hard time with it, uh, trying to pinpoint it at first. She's from Northern England. She, she, I knew she was from UK, and I was like, is it
0: Wales? Well, she, was, was, she was, said in her like her opening statement, she was saying that her accent is a blue-collar, like Northern England accent. She in, talked
1: about her accent in her opening statement? Yes.
0: Oh. And she basically was saying that with an accent like that, she never would have made it in the UK because people mm. identify that accent and would look at her a certain way. But she was saying... Coming to the United States is—they didn't care about her. Acts. I wish we would have caught that part. And, and it gave her all the opportunities in the world for her yeah. to go to Harvard, and you know all those other colleges she's gone to. And, yeah. and obviously, she's elevated in our government because of the opportunities here. But she said, in the UK, she never would have had any success because that would have held her back. Just that that accent, because it is an odd accent, even for you know what I mean, an English accent. She just said words. right. It's not
1: London. No, no, no. Yeah,
0: you know, it, she just said some words kind of really strange. I am like, mm-hmm. well, that's a pretty cool accent. I like
1: it. Yeah, I dig yeah. it. I couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint it, but uh, I, I wish I would have caught that part because it would have, yeah. it, it, it actually would have. F- uh, kind of reframed a lot of what she said.
0: Well, she was talking about where her family came from. She, you know, her family were coal miners and that's what her dad did when he brought the family over. I think they were in like Virginia or someplace where there's coal mines. So, yeah. And then I guess her mom's side of the family
1: were like sewer workers. You,
0: you know, and... So she came from pretty
1: humble beginnings. You, you think about... The people that defied the the or or I should say um, didn't defy the subpoenas defied the White House and and State Department's request to defy the subpoenas. Um, you know, the, the the ones that were immigrants said well, we're we're going to testify.
0: Huh?
1: You know, Yanovich, Vindman, and uh, Hill, uh, and and you you. you it, it kind of stands out. I mean, it could be purely coincidental, but it's also maybe saying, you know, these people really respect the ideal of American liberty and, and democracy and and rule of law because they come from places that aren't that way. and uh, uh, Versus, you know, um, the Pompeo's of the world who feel like rule of law doesn't apply to them.
0: Mr. West Point. <laughs>
1: You know, he's getting uh, a lot of shit now from other West Pointers. We should? Yes. Yeah, because, you know, he's supposed to live by this super high honor code. And, and, and they're like, you're West not, Point you're, grad, you're, uh, you're army one,
0: officer. First in his class. He was? Yeah. Oh, he's a piece of shit. Yeah. Oh, he just... He's just a piece of shit. <clears throat> I, I don't have no other opinion of him other than that.
1: He 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 is bright, Uh. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room all the time, uh, but he uses that that smarts to um, uh, be just condescending. Have you ever seen an interview with that guy where he isn't a cocky little prick? That's what I mean. That's that's how he. I mean, that's I how he uses. I haven't
0: seen a single interview with right. him where he's, he's always, always answers thinking, the question. He
1: just he just is always thinking, how can I outwit this guy? That's that's that's. You know, I, I, you could probably be, be asking him an innocuous question, and he's going to come up with a smart aleck remark about it, and that's where he thinks he's 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 superior, he's a, a genius on some level, yeah. He's a very
0: stable genius. <laughs> <laughs> right. Did, a- anything else you
1: wanted to touch on here? Did you want to touch on up. the David Holmes call or that important? No, I don't really think so. I mean, you know, how far away was the phone from the ear and all that stuff? Uh, <laughs> and again, he, his testimony. He he was another guy that could have said, isn't it obvious? Yeah. You know? What about
0: uh, just real briefly touching on the John Bolton situation? Because it, it seems... We, what did he tweet yesterday? He was saying that the... The White House had. No, nah, but you were talking about. Yeah, this. they
2: shut down his account when he left for two months. For two his months, Twitter account.
0: And why are these people even on Twitter? Children. Go ahead. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. We're hmm. on Twitter.
2: <laughs> that's that's really about all he. he no, he said, tweeted something, said something about, about he wasn't in hiding.
1: No, he said there's a there's a there was a tweet about something's coming. He sent a tweet out basically saying... There's more to come. Something like that. Is that what he yeah, said?
2: This, it's really about it. He wasn't yeah. hiding in mores to come. Oh, okay. But he's all never right. said anything else after
1: that. Well, you know, he's just playing with
0: the media, but... Well, Monday, they're supposed to... Uh, the federal court is supposed to decide that McGann thing.
1: Now, that's the subpoena that he defied for the Mueller investigation, right. right? But... It set preci- it'll set precedent. They believe
0: that that will set precedent for all these people, and then... As far as Bolton goes, if, if it says that McGann should testify, then I think at that point that the House will probably subpoena him. And I think he wants to be subpoenaed. I think right. he wants to come. And I think that's what he means by that comment. There's more to come. Because I think he believes McGann is going to be compelled to testify, which means he'll be compelled to testify, which will give him the cover the subpoena will give him the political cover
1: that he wants, and I think he will come forward. And I don't think, though, they're going to use him as an inquiry uh, witness. You're, I, you're going to wait till the Senate? I think they're going to wait till the trial. I don't know that they want to
0: go in blind with him, though. They
1: won't. They'll they'll know ahead of time. Mm, I hope so. They'll, they'll know ahead of time, but I, I I just don't know. if Maybe, I mean, it, 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 it would be... Fabulous! If, if they, I kind of feel like they're moving past the investigation phase now, you know. Okay. And they've kind of said so to a certain extent, right? And um, uh, and maybe his testimony will be more powerful during the trial because TBD. it won't be it won't be old you know it won't be old news. Right. You know. TBD. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, my um, beer we is empty. Okay. Oh, go well, ahead. Sorry, but, sorry. 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 Uh, d- I did, I did want to bring up two things about Republicans, because I was thinking about this on the way over here today. Um, the first is, on the McGahn thing, if the judge rules in favor of the um, uh, the Mueller investigation, I guess, right? That's who was the, the, the plaintiff in that situation. Um, Would it just be appealed again? I don't know. I mean, is that the end of the end, right? Isn't everything appealed, 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 appealed? Okay, so I don't know. Okay, um, I'm not sure about that. The other one, I just want to touch on this a little bit. Re- Republicans are, you know, they're not. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're going to go against Trump on this. No. And and they and and for whatever reason, it's it's about their base. It's about trying to keep some assembly of the party together. How much, if you're a Republican congressman or a Senate, would your own personal safety come into play in making that decision to go against the, the president? Personal safety. From the Trumpsters? Mm-hmm. Never thought about that. If you were one of those guys and you step out of line, it's a crazy world we live in. And I read a lot of shit on Breitbart. And well, you look know, at
0: even going back to Vinman, they were talking about moving him from his house mm-hmm. and putting him on base housing on a, on a base, an army base, so he would have protection, because he's
1: basically right test testifying and I was just, against. I was the just presidents. sort of thinking to myself, you know, did, would that come into play? Does does it come into play for these guys that? Uh, you know, is that is that is that part of the equation? I don't think so. I... I don't think it's enough. I, I just bring it up because it's a crazy world we live in. They know that there are, are a lot of knuckleheads out there. And, you know, there's... Around this whole Trump thing that we've been living with for, you know, almost four years now, uh, has been about, like, bring on the Civil War kind of thing, right? We're it's it's always there. Sometimes it's talked about in a in um you know in a, in a in a very metaphorical way. Other times it's talked about even by republicans in a uh in a in a more um uh you know traditional analog way. Hmm. hmm. I don't know. Good food for thought. I don't know. Speaking okay. of food, food, I need thought. another
0: beer. Okay, cuz I'm dry. How about you? <laughs>
1: Alright, bottoms up. Bottoms let's up. Check bottoms that up. treasure trove. Before we get into the next brew there, uh let's recap real quickly on the D's nuts. <laughs> I just love it's saying that. It's always it fun and, to talk about these nuts. Will always good to love that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobs? Uh for me. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah? Yeah, for me too. I liked it. In fact, I think it hits on everything. That's that's a good beer. Like I, this I, I, totally I would seek this it. out and, and you know. Keep it in the cooler all, all the time. Um, uh, it, it hits on so many things, and one of the things it hits on is the fact that it's a five nine. I can get a nice, rich, malty, dark beer with you know the nuttiness or the coffee flavor I talked about, and not think to myself, okay, you know, am I going to be, you know, a puddle of mud in, yeah, <laughs> in, in two beers? So. Um uh this is uh, certainly one that I would keep uh, mm-hmm. handy. And um maybe I can find it around here as well. So
2: sixteen oh. rows back. I think of the four I had or sampled that night, um <laughs> <laughs> this was on the lower end of what I enjoyed. The other ones I think were better. Oh,
0: they had so I should say something. They had other flavors,
2: yeah. There. They had two IPAs and a wheat. Hmm.
1: And I really like the wheat. I can't remember the name of it though. Mm. Uh, okay, so um, a full round of four me's. What do you got next there in the trove? For well, Rico? we went to Pigeon Hill. We we've had one other Pigeon Hill, correct? Yeah. Well, I I think we had it. I know I had purchased some and I've been drinking it. I was I was wondering if I if if we ever got it on air though. I, I, I when I bought this I bought it partially
0: because I didn't think we'd had a Pigeon Hill. And I knew we hadn't had a beards, so I was trying to get a couple new breweries on board here with us.
1: So. I, I think I bought a beer to have for something, and then we maybe it was the pumpkin spice edition. Maybe you know what I mean. It was the the football game. Maybe we never got on there. It was an oatmeal um, uh, oatmeal cookie stout. I think. Mm, um, do you recall that, knobs? No. And I like it. So other than the right brain. No, so, this is a Pigeon Hill that I'm know, talking I'm about. I am saying yeah. that's the only yeah. uh, cookie stout I remember was yeah. the right brand. So take this label and uh, replace an oatmeal cookie looking the same way. That's what I'm saying. When I first saw this, I thought, oh, I've had this already. But then you're like, no, I bet you haven't. So Pigeon Hill Salted Caramel Porter. They are from Skegan, Michigan, over on uh, Lake Michigan.
0: Uh, we got 6.0 on the alcohol level, so it should be... Uh, i will make it a good, home safe. a good middle of the road uh, beer. I kind of like the label. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: With the, I like k- it. with
0: the caramel, with the bite out of it to c- create the sea. It says enjoy cold and often. That's clever, also. <laughs> We're down with that. Uh, Ooh,
2: really dark. That's pretty dark. Like a quarter, quarter would expect. Yeah. No head. It's a porter, right?
1: No, no head at all. Uh, aroma is very strong. Yes. The bouquet, I, I haven't even moved the glass towards me yet. I, I smelled yours before I even cracked <laughs> mine. Yeah. Crack <my. laughs> yeah. Uh, so I would, you know, it, the, the, that should equate to a pretty strong flavor as well. Mmm. It smells nice. It
0: smells nice.
1: It looks red. <laughs> Everything looks red. Yes, because you you have the red glass, (laughs) daredevil glass. Every week, we're getting you a new glass, (laughs) and you you both (laughs) bit on it. Uh, Uh, Sweeter, it's pretty sweet. mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah, ooh, that is sweet. Caramel. Uh, I also really pick up on the saltiness, which is interesting. You know, some people put salt in their beer. Have you ever seen that? I've seen that before. No, I've seen salting the napkin. Yeah, no, I've seen people put salt in their beer, um, and uh, I don't quite get it. But you know, people just—I don't. People like salt. This is—I I can really uh-huh. catch the the salt notes in this. Yeah. I'm with you. It's, it's it's a lot u- of salt, a lot of caramel. It's unique. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, it, it delivers what it says. It does. It's a—it's a—it's a salty caramel porter. <laughs> But is it for you? Uh, we will determine that, but uh, I'm, I'm right now I would say yes um, uh, because it's not offensive in any way. right And if I was you know, sitting down and I saw a list of taps in front of me and this was an option, I would consider it. you know So we'll double you know, come back to me at the end of the yeah. at the end of the segment, and uh, I'll let you know for sure, but I'm, I'm leaning for me.
0: First impressions for me is <clears throat> might be a little too sweet, hmm. maybe a little too much caramel, but uh,
1: I'm willing to give it the half glass test. And See, I think the salt overpowers the caramel in with, with, with what, what I taste. Mm. Yeah, but the sweetness is there for sure. Yeah, not sure I'm crazy about that part of it, but TBD
2: on me. Uh, they definitely accomplished what they wanted to. But I'm gonna go with a math right now. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll definitely give it the half blast or full Last Judgment later though. But I just don't find myself ever wanting to
0: order it again necessarily. Okay, fair enough. Have we done a peanut butter porter yet? I looked at a PBJ last night. Mm. Then I like sh- you made yeah. one. No, no, no. <laughs> I, when I was buying the, the drinks, I, I looked at a. Peanut butter and jelly uh, stout, I believe it was, but the, the jelly part kind of scared me away. The peanut butter part was intriguing, but...
1: I've had a few, I and I the love part. them, and I, And Tuck has one, and I'm going to bring it out of the show because I think about it all the time. Really? <laughs> like, I wake up in the morning,
0: <laughs> oh, peanut butter porter.
2: <laughs> I know I've had at least one or two. I think Rochester Mills does a peanut butter stout or porter. Yeah, so good. I just
0: think of Hazel's Nuts, and that's what I want again. Um, and I'm too cheap to pay that.
2: What was <laughs> <laughs> it for a four pack? It's like $24.
1: Yeah, that's what the Flying Buffaloes were. Yeah. Yeah. I saw those. They've got them on the shelves at my place now. 25 I didn't check the price. I mean, that was at the brewery, so it's got to be, it can't be less. It's going to be equal to that or more. I didn't even, well, I just saw them. In yeah. Passing. I didn't even bother looking at what they were asking for them um i i I don't even know like when I'll ever get through the sixteen that I bought. <laughs> well,
0: you have to have a summer <laughs> We'll, we'll and, use those for pregame uh, semicolon's
1: God. gonna be in town for a week, so oh he he us see how way. he can handle twelve <laughs> percent <laughs> That's what I think he's gonna handle <laughs> hey uh something um. It became a topic today in a drive that I was with, uh, with uh, some of our other previous guests, um, mm-hmm. Pig and Bucket. Pig and Bucket. And we were on our way back um, from a show that we went to last night in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. We were at the Fire Keepers Casino, and uh, they have a event center there. And, you know, for curiosity's sake, the concert was boss Gags. But when we checked in, we uh, we were given $15 uh, free play for having our concert tickets um, if we signed up for their Red Hot card, I think they call it Red Hot. And of course, to do that, you got to give them your email account or whatever, right? And, you know, you kind of want to shake your head. By this morning, my... Facebook timeline is filling up with advertisements for fire keepers <laughs> casino. And it just, you know, we had this conversation about how gun shy are you to do anything at all sometimes because you know then the social media um, targeting, right? The advertising and the marketing is just going to come after you. Oh, you know, with a vengeance. It, it's, it, I'm impressed completely by the science behind it. I remember the first time it happened to me um, in, like, t- 2012 or 13. And I forget what I was looking up. It would make a better story if I remembered. But it might have been, like, camping gear, you know? And I was looking up... Um, oh, I think I know what it was. I think I was I was looking up water filtration systems. Uh, and... I was just on the internet googling water filtration systems and then on my Facebook page, and it didn't come up in my feed, it came up as a side advertisement, water filtration system advertising. And I thought, okay, this is not coincidence.
0: I thought I thought you were going to go the other
1: way. They're going to say how bizarre. I, it was bad. It was past that, you know. And I ran over to a guy in the office. He was a younger guy, millennial guy. Um, he was the one that first got me on Facebook, and yada yada yada. And I'm like, John, you got to see this. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: a miracle.
1: <laughs> I bring it A marketing like, miracle. Look at this ad. This ad just popped up on my Facebook page. And I was just looking at this, you know, and he's like, oh, yeah, you know, and he was more or less used to it. And I was just stunned. And, and I can even go back further than that. Um, uh, my uh, sister's ex-husband, he was in marketing way back when marketing was done in, like, direct mail and things like that. Still is, I guess. But in the infancy of the Internet... I remember having a conversation with me and he said, how valuable, this would have been 1999, he said, how valuable would it be for companies if they knew who was searching and looking for their products online and then go out and specifically that target, that individual in advertising? I mean, he was, like, way ahead. And I I couldn't even grasp what that meant. (laughs) Like, I really... Because, you know, there were two parts of what he was saying. One is, okay, that seems like it would be sort of impossible. (laughs) And two, the, the technology behind it. How would you ever figure that part out? You know? And he wasn't a tech guy. He was an advertising guy. When was this? 1999. Okay. 1998, maybe. Yeah. And, um... You know, maybe some of it was already starting to happen, but I don't think much. And you know, maybe it wasn't his idea. You know, but it was certainly not anything that people every day people were considering. And uh, I don't think he ever monetized it. By the way, <laughs> he, he might no. say, he might say, you know, I had the idea, but um, but but he but he understood that it was possible and probable and that people will figure out how to do it mm-hmm. and and maybe he won't be the one to do it you okay. know what i mean he wasn't do you well, know who do you know who was <laughs> oh good
2: no i do not google uh, so <laughs> who came out in
1: 98 <clears throat> that's why i asked Is like it, i knew it lined up pretty close yeah so yeah and i don't remember having conversations with him about google i don't know if, i'm trying to remember um when i knew about google it was i knew about google uh it was after 2006. Oh, yeah. You were late to the Google party? Not that late.
0: Nah, I think on. I was
1: still AOL at that point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, Up until late 2017, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, uh, 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 our friend Dino told me about Google. Remember that email string that we used to uh, discuss politics? Were you in on that? You were yeah, in on yeah, that, yeah. right? Of course, I was the punching bag. Yeah, I was in. A- oh, you were part of that's right. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, but uh, in one of his diatribes, they were talking about searching information on the internet, and he uh, threw out this Google thing and was like, um, uh, you, you know, you guys ought to try Google. And it was a funny word, and it was like, what did it mean? Mm-hmm. And. Um, you know, there were some other search engines at the time, and he was like, "I'm, I'm all Google now. Google's the best." And um, I, I didn't know what it was. Had no, like I said, it was just a funny word. Didn't even know what a search engine meant. But anyway, back to internet advertising. <laughs> And so we had this conversation as we all knew what this meant, you know, signing up for Firekeepers and, like I said, Facebook. I, I, another, Here's another example, and you guys could probably have your own that just happened in the last day or two. You know, uh, my, my son's coming back into town. I purchased uh, some Red Wings tickets uh, for tomorrow's game. Guess what's in my Facebook timeline? Which I don't get. This part I don't get. I purchased the tickets. <laughs> They're trying to get me to to purchase me tickets. Yeah, and not just Red Wings tickets, Red Wings versus Carolina, the game I'm going to. (laughs) Like, it's not too late. (laughs) Like, I already, so they don't, they don't, they haven't figured that part out yet, right? I mean, shouldn't they be trying to sell me parking or the next game or something? So they know, but they know that I searched it. That's the creepy part, right? Or another angle, does it bother you? Does the creepiness of what they know and that they can target advertise you does that bother you? Some people it does.
0: It 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 bugs me, it bothers me. And 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 I'll give you a prime example of why. This happened maybe a week or two ago. Joe Rizie and I were talking about this exact subject. She didn't actually do a hard search. <laughs> But had spoken about it near her phone. I shit you not, ad popped up in her feed. Yep. You've you heard yes. the conspiracy of. Yeah, no,
1: no, there's, things are listening, yes.
0: That things are listening?
1: It was that. I swear I, I, I swear I
0: have that happen to myself as well. I've had it happen a bunch of times where you search on something and you literally are done searching and you pop over to Facebook and it's already mm-hmm. there. I've, I've had that, that creep factor. And that makes sense to me. It's almost automatic. Yeah. But literally, she said, I didn't search on it. She goes, I was just talking about it. And I shit you not it appeared on the phone.
1: Well, well here's another example. And I don't, I don't know if this was because of the voice. It could be. But as I was telling Pagan Bucket about the Red Wings tickets, you know, after from from going to fire Keepers to the Red Wings tickets, they also commented that they went to a Red Wings game uh, with someone else that had tickets recently. So they they had nothing to do with their acquisition. actual purchase, nothing. the search, nothing. <laughs> and then guess what started populating all of their social media accounts and their emails? Dun dun, dun. Red Wings. <laughs> and that that's that's because of location. Yeah. Right? It knows it went oh, they, it okay. knows they went to the Red Wings game.
0: What what do they call it? What's the new place called? L- C-
1: uh, L- C- Little Caesars, L- C- yeah. Little Caesars, yeah. L- C- yeah. C- um So then they kind of rolled into a discussion. Okay, so this is happening. We know this is happening. Is it effective? We can complain about it. I I really am not complaining about it. I I find it more fascinating than anything else. I mean, I I have so many things that come into my Facebook feed that I don't really have that much room for advertising. (laughs) Like, I subscribe to so many things. Um, I don't feel like scrolling past the occasional, you know, Fire keepers or red wings or uh, you know Merrill boots if that was what I bought um, recently that doesn't bother me and I really don't even get concerned over the creep uh, some people do I, I I think in some ways having the ether know a lot about you makes your life easier like mm-hmm. it, it's you, you know it gives you information that you want to, to have. Uh, and as long as you're not uh at what cost <laughs> um well i i mean i'm I'm sure you know people like Rudy Giuliani would disagree right <laughs> as long as you're you're not doing things that are wrong, right as long as you're not a terrorist, I don't really care how much the the inner web world knows what I'm up to. I really don't, you know. But then, but that led, led led into the discussion of its effectiveness, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what I wanted to bring up with you. Why does it still go on unless it's effective? But most of us would sit here and say, it's not effective, right?
0: I don't normally click on them because I've already seen what
1: I want to see. So in my search. So if if so, why isn't okay? So if. I don't click on these Facebook ads for Red Wings games, right? Why do they keep populating them to me? They're browbeating you.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> they think they can wear you down. <laughs> and if I'm gonna go to another Red Wings game, I'm not gonna do it through clicking on that ad. I'm gonna go to my Ticketmaster account. I'm gonna buy some, or I'm gonna go to you know the the Red Wings uh, official site and buy tickets. I, you know, is. Web advertising effective.
2: I would say it has to be because it's so prevalent. Yes, if there was no money in it, they wouldn't, it wouldn't really. exist. Well, Google would not be a multi-billion-dollar company if it wasn't
1: somewhat effective. Someone's paying for it. Companies pay for it. Yeah. It's a huge revenue maker for the online world. Mm-hmm. That, there's no question about that, right? You know, it's how Facebook pretty much makes their money. You know, they have a few other things in there, but but by and majority large, majority is, is, is advertising. But that doesn't mean it's effective. It just means that's what companies feel compelled to do. They have to do it. I mean, marketing in itself is sort of a um, I don't know how to explain it. It's it's it, it's a kind of voodoo economics, right? Mm-hmm. You know, McDonald's still advertising air quotes from Fred. Um, you know, McDonald's still advertises people would say, well, why would they still advertise when everyone in the world knows, you know, what McDonald's is and where, where one is and what to expect out of that experience? You know, maybe when they bring the McRib back, you know, they <laughs> have to advertise mm, for yummy. that. But, uh, oh, sidebar, I had my first Impossible Burger. And? Nope, no good.
0: No, I thought it was terrible. I, I still can't get myself to do it. I
1: thought it was terrible. I,
0: and just, I a, disagree. A, I, I thought I'm, it was great. I you know, okay, okay, I had man. the Burger King version. Yeah. I'm an open-minded you eater, like it? and I still haven't been able I to do it. I thought it was equal to
2: any other burger that Burger King puts out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, look, I've had some burgers at McDonald's lately that I wouldn't that consider is,
1: burgers. That is so political.
2: <laughs> they were both, they're both fast food burgers. Don't expect quality out of it.
1: I haven't had a Whopper in a long, long time. But the last one I had, I thought, hey, this is a pretty good burger.
2: It's a fast food burger. Now, what I want to do is go to a store and get an actual, like, impossible burger patty and grill it up myself and see how it tastes.
1: I felt mine was dry and tough and lacked flavor. That's that. Huh. It, it didn't have the greasiness. So you got a fast food burger. I just... Well, I guess. I mean, I've had greasy burgers. It sounds like from, it was just sitting there. Uh, maybe it was just a bad one, but I'm telling you, I wouldn't do it again. Mine was wouldn't take the risk. Mine was, not was dry. Mine was very dry. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so that the fast food made me think of that, but um, you know, in any marketing program, it's kind of a layered effect, right? You're 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 putting your brand out there. Maybe you're trying to sell a product. Maybe you're trying to sell an image and you just keep on putting different impressions out there hoping that it affects the bottom line. But it's really difficult to say, okay, most of the time, you know, this campaign led directly to these results, you know, because you you have other things going on all the time, right? I mean, I could bring on a new customer at the same time that my company does some advertising. Well, was it tied Did that helped me bring on the new customer or it would have happened even without the advertising? So just it, it just gets really hard to tell. And I think that when we look at internet marketing, we just usually flip by it, right? We're not really paying attention to it. So how could it be that effective? I mean, television kind of the idea was getting in your brain right mm-hmm. right? Does it does it get into your brain and internet? I would say yes. But you also yeah. said off the air, you want to feel like you're above it. I want to feel like that. But <laughs> I also said that if I
2: see that Taco Bell has a sale on chalupas, in <laughs> the back of my mind, you, mean, you, mean, a, you, you mean a Ukrainian criminal? Yes, yeah. I'm going to probably think, yeah, that sounds good. I may get that on the way home. So, uh, and that's the thing is it's more, it's more subliminal. Yes, yeah, exactly.
1: Subliminal. Yeah. I mean, like I have purchased things online one day flipping through my Facebook post, and I don't know how it got there, right? There was an advertising for an old um, a replica uh, uh, concert poster, hmm. and uh, I thought my son would really like it, and so I clicked on that ad. Now, out of the thousands of ads that we see, is the one that I click on, does that make it all worth it? The one being multiplied by the one time by you, the one time by you, you know. Uh, here's a stat: uh, the average person is served over seventeen hundred banner ads per month, and uh, but only half of them will ever be even viewed. Not even sure how that works, but what they mean by viewed versus served, but probably clicked. No,
0: no uh-huh. click,
1: no click is is way down there. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then only eight percent of internet users account for eighty five percent on clicks on display ads. So, eight percent of people that see ads are actually account for eighty five percent of those clicks. I, those are people that live in their basement. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's that's a. If I'm an advertiser, that's a that's a bad number. Right, I, I want. Sixty percent of the people. I want. I want more people. I don't want the same guy just clicking on ads mm-hmm. because that's what he does. <laughs> you know. But it's the same eight out of a hundred people that are clicking on eighty-five percent of the clicks. That's insane. If I'm reading that stat right, sounds right. Eight percent of internet users account for eighty-five percent of clicks. That's weird. I'm surprised it's eight percent. To be honest, uh, I'm surprised it's that high. Uh, Well, and then it even gets worse. So click rates for display ad campaigns average only 0.1%. So when you put up an ad campaign, that's what you can expect in terms of viewers and who's going to click on it, is a tenth of a percent. But yet, (laughs) every day, every way,
0: you know? I just wonder if it's... Just so cheap to throw that
1: stuff together that it's still financially worth the while. Well, I mean, companies have advertising budgets, <clears> and <throat> so then somebody says, "Well, you got to advertise online, mm-hmm. right?" Mm-hmm. I mean, especially if you can't afford TV advertising, which many can't. I mean, there are brands that have built themselves. I'm not saying it's completely ineffective. I just, I just for the amount that there is, if you're a company and you're trying to get your, I mean. Facebook's always trying to get bottoms up to spend money on advertising. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've even talked about it. Should we pay the ten dollars to get something? I, I don't. I have no idea if it would work. You know, I kind of feel like it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, a, a, a New York street game. Oh, the $10? Well, no, you actually need to spend another $10 if you want it to be effective. Oh, no, after that $10, if you do this $10, mm-hmm. you're almost right on the edge of getting your money back. Oh, now, if you spend another $10, you're going to get back 20 <laughs> and, and it sucks your, suckers you in that way. But I don't know, you know. I kind of think of it as not
2: quite the same, but you look at it and you say, Oh, $10 to reach 200,000 people? Yeah, I'll slip them $10 for this month. Mm-hmm. And the next month is, oh, well, we saw a little bit of jump. Maybe I'll do twenty dollars this month, and get five hundred thousand people. So it's just though it's so that small thing to get you roped into it, and, next thing you know, you're addicted
1: to ten dollars at yeah, a time, yeah, right? You're addicted to advertising. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we should try it. <laughs> um, uh, and and and. And then, as Big was pointing out, was this whole advertising thing was supposed to go away as we paid for services. (laughs) Well, that's the lie that we were told with cable
0: TV back in the day. That's exactly right. You pay $23 Mm -hmm. a month and you get all these stations,
1: Skinamax, all that good stuff, (laughs) no commercials. And that lasted maybe a year. Maybe more than that. I mean, MTV had very little commercials when it first started. ESPN um, had very little, very few commercials. It didn't
0: last long, though. Whatever it was, it didn't last long because all of a sudden, wait a minute, why am I getting a commercial on cable TV that I'm paying for? Something's
1: not right here. Right, right. We talked about it with uh, uh, regarding XM Radio, mm-hmm. you know. The, the, it's not quite commercials, but kind of like they, you know, you don't you don't feel like someone's jumping in there, you know, trying to sell you a box of Wheaties, but um, they're they're promoting different things. No, I want Wheaties.
2: <laughs> Bruce Jenner Wheaties.
0: What? What's going on there? Do you remember, he was on from the Wheaties
1: box. That'll, that I don't think that's what Nob's reference was. No, I was just saying. <laughs> It's that subliminal I, message. Thing. I thought something more topical, like something that's no. like like Bruce uh, or Caitlin Jenner just did something. No, 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 you know, I just remember the Wheaties box with Bruce Jenner. <laughs> so, so in word association, if I say Wheaties, you say Jenner. <laughs> yeah, Wheaties Jenner. Wheaties Jenner.
0: <laughs> I say Wheaties, you say Jenner. I say Wheaties, <laughs> you say Jenner. I say Wheaties Jenner or gender. Ooh. Oh! bottoms oh, 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 oh,
1: oh. up, Bottoms up. Pottoms come out. on, come on. Give uh, me a little on that.
2: Uh, <laughs> <grown.
1: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, it, 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 it's going to continue as long as companies feel like they're getting something out of it. I just don't know that companies get anything out of it. And is it just money that they throw out? Because if you're a company and you have a marketing budget, you don't want to lose that budget, right? It's your job. And so you're always going to justify the money Mm -hmm. you're spending. I just don't know that 0.1 clicks per ad (laughs) is is enough to substantiate, but it isn't going away, right? The the way I look at it is that I don't ever recall
0: clicking on one of these follow-up ads and buying anything. When I do my initial search, Either I buy or I don't buy at that point. And those follow-up ads, personally, they haven't affected me or sucked me in.
1: Um, like I said, I, I, the only one that I can really think of... Okay, so um, I just clicked on my Facebook account. Uh, second thing pops up underneath a post from my sister. Detroit mm-hmm. Red Wings, Carolina Hurricanes. Like, it's right there. Score tickets today. <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Let's get to the next ad here. Uh, That's not an ad. See, I got a lot of stuff that comes in that's definitely not ads. And that's okay with me, you know. Uh, American Bridge 21st Century something or other. I don't know what that is. Something I clicked on in error one day. Now I'm curious what's on mine. (laughs) Omaha Steaks. It I though? I, uh, I sent my boss Omaha Steaks in June. No, uh, June or July. I sent him a box of almost Omaha Steaks as a thank you hmm. for something that he did for me. Um, but if I wanted to send him more Omaha Steaks, I wouldn't click on this. Now, does it remind me? Is it a reminder? Hey, you know what? Yes. That might be a nice Christmas gift for my mom. I think that's what it is. You know, and they know
2: that I'm a previous user. Yep. You purchased before, so let's put this ad out there, refresh the memory a little bit. think
1: yeah. stakes are good.
2: You now, you, you were
1: looking up how much of this is connected to Google, right? How much Facebook advertising uses Google search and... I
2: want to see how connected they were. If uh, Facebook was using Google's algorithms or not. And from what I read is they do not. They're two completely separate platforms, but they do integrate together.
1: That was my question. So then, like, how much is driven by the connection? Um, on, say, like my email. So when I signed up for the Omaha Steaks, I'm sure I gave them my email address. My mm-hmm. Facebook is connected to my email address. Who are these people behind the curtain pulling the levers? <laughs> I think that's all trade
2: secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll know. Seriously. <laughs> but if it's if it's a Gmail account and you got an Omaha Steaks email in your Gmail. They're going to know that you got something from them. So now they can sell that information to other companies up to and including Facebook. So now all of a sudden you're going to start getting Omaha takes
1: ads on your Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. American yeah. Express Platinum Card. Um, I just made a payment. Uh, <laughs> you got any ads there, Fred? Mm, not really. Um, Fred doesn't go on the internet at all. <laughs> Oh, remember I mentioned uh, Merrill Shoes. Here's, yep. I, I, the shoes I have on right now are Merrill. Here it is in my Facebook. I didn't start with Facebook to go buy my, my shoes, but it's not coincidence that they're up on my, they're not on your timeline. Not yet, but I probably heard you talk
2: about them, so <laughs> it. By the time I get home, I'll probably start getting <laughs> ads for them, yeah. 25% off with a code. That's not so, bad. So how much free advertising did we just do? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, considering... all stakes, credit card, boots.
1: But our impressions aren't very high. Doesn't matter. It's not in the millions. We'll just leave it at that. Oh, okay. I got you. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Nope, nothing. You don't get any ads? I mean, and, I, and I'm not even looking at the banner ads. You know what I mean? I'm just looking at the timeline ads. Banner ads to me. That's got to even be a bigger waste of money banner ads yeah probably right i mean again if it's targeted directly to me Mm -hmm. that's one thing but oh well oh well that is the way That is the world that we are living in today
0: and with the christmas season coming up quick probably going to have more ads than uh posts from friends
1: Uh, like like i said you know you need more friends then i guess i do (laughs) who wants to be the troll's friend (laughs) Uh, uh uh final thoughts on the beer i'm gonna stick with matt
0: mm-hmm. i think i'm mad too it's the sweetness is still
1: it, it is the sweetness is kind of a problem but i'm still going to go for me because i do like it um and i could see myself buying this and, so i'm gonna go for me on both of these no yeah. good yeah all right okay yeah. hey um uh, i uh where was i at um uh, Uh, MI Sports Bar uh, last week or whatever it was and they had a beer on tap and I thought, oh, I think we reviewed this one on on Pottoms Up. So I went back to see if I liked it. Mm -hmm. To see if I wanted to order it again. I didn't. I I gave it a meh, but I ordered it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) What was it? Do you recall? I think it was the Chubby Squirrel. Oh, the chubby squirrel. Yeah. I
0: remember
1: that. Yeah. Was it better on tap? Was it uh, on tap? I liked it. You know, the, I, was, I was thirsty. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: That plays a It goes fun. to show you, though, you know. All right. Yeah. All right. And All right. Well. Well. well, let's wrap it up then. All right. Potoms up. Potoms yeah. up, you guys. We'll give a uh, little Ben Franklin here. He can go Potoms up, too. Raise his glass. There we go. All right. And out. Cause baby, I hate
0: you Cause baby, I hate you Cause baby